We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free. Hey everybody, glad I'm sitting here looking at the live chat. This is live chat stuff from another podcast I was on yesterday. So I don't know if y'all can see that, but it's weird. Any That needs to be fixed or something. But anywho, today we're talking about the Convention of States and how it's a bad idea and it is, etc. So with the Convention of States, let me tell you what, um, what that is actually. Um, if you have heard about it, I've heard multiple people talk about it. Whenever I has, I've said the political parties are issues, I see people pop in on discussions and say, oh, let's do Article 5. And I'm just like, and actually there's memes that have been put out about the the um, Article 5, and they're not actually specifying exactly the truth of what that actually is. So Article 5 of the Constitution says the Constitution can be amended. That is how provisions can be added to the text of the Constitution. The Constitution is not easy to amend. Only 27 amendments have been added to the Constitution since it was adopted. Article 5 spells out a few different ways in which a Constitution can be amended. One method is the one used for every amendment so far as the Congress uh, proposes an amendment to the states. The states must then decide whether to ratify that amendment. But in order for Congress to propose an amendment, two-thirds of each house of the Congress must vote for it. And then three-quarters of the states must ratify that amendment before it is added to the Constitution. So if slightly more than one-third of the House of Representatives or slightly one-third of the Senate or 13 out of the 50 states object to the proposal, it will not become an amendment by this routine. So in, in that way, a small majority of the country has the ability to prevent an amendment from becoming added to the Constitution. Article 5 does uh, potentially provide a way for states to bypass the Congress. So that's where we're at right now. Although that has never been used, Article 5 says that the application of the two-thirds of the legislators of several states, legislators is, your, is going to be your state congresses um, of the several states, shall be called a convention for proposing amendments. The convention can propose amendments whether the Congress approves of them or not. Those proposed amendments would then be sent to the states for ratification as within the amendment proposed by Congress. Three quarters of the states would have to ratify the amendment for it to become part of the Constitution. Article 5 also allows the Congress to choose between two ways that the states might ratify an amendment. 
An amendment can be ratified by the state legislator, the part of the state government that enacts the laws for the state. But Congress can provide instead that the states must call conventions for the single purposes of deciding whether to ratify an amendment. So far, though, with one exception, the 21st Amendment, every amendment has been ratified by the state legislators. The amendments to the Constitution have become have come in waves. The first 12 amendments, including the Bill of Rights, were added in 1804. Uh, there have been no amendments for more than half a century in the wake of the Civil War. Three important amendments were added. The 13th Amendment, outlawing slavery. 14th Amendment, mainly protecting equal rights, civil rights. In 1868, the 15th Amendment, forbidding racial discrimination in voting. In 1870, at that time, there were questions about whether those Americans have been properly ratified by the states because it has been unclear whether the um, Confederate states, which had seceded from the Union, were part of the United States again. Today, though, no one doubts that those amendments are part of the Constitution. So, with that being said, if you guys understand what what this actually is, and we do not trust our politicians, then why would we want them to go and change the constitution say you know california will send their legislator that picks a delegate from their legislators in their state to come and just make a decision and then new york same thing we're just talking on twitter spaces about this new york they can come up and make some kind of law or or uh, legislator legislation um from each state now our state congresses i honestly believe that almost every last one of these states are corrupt in some shape or form and and if you look at their, their, their Congress in their states, they're going to pick someone from that Congress to come and be a part of the convention of states to make the decision. So my biggest argument is that if we don't trust these people and they are working for their party's interests and not the people's interests, then why would we as people want to use that as something that we use to fix the problem we're having in a tyrannical government that we're having at this time? So if you are for the Convention of the States, and you want to um, debate me on that, or you want to have a, a discussion of, of presenting why you think it's a better idea um, than what I'm saying, then you can. So for me, I'll bump back. Like I said on Twitter Spaces, you may have already heard me say this if you're on Spaces earlier. So we have the Declaration of Independence. It's actually our basically our founding father's first document uh, for this country that was passed by the Constitutional Congress at that time. So it is a law-abiding document. So if we do have a government that we need to reform, abolish, and re- and do it, we can with a Declaration of Independence. But I think that we'll be more successful doing that through the states. And then as we have more states come and we're making them more um, constitutional, then we can go up against the federal government. Will that take a long time? I don't necessarily think so. I, after, after what we've been dealing with for the last, what, six years? Um, even under actually longer Bush administration, um, Clinton administration. I think I think it really started getting a little crazy, uh, very crazy. I would go back to FDR because he was a socialist um, and a Democrat Party. So we've had a lot of unconstitutional things. Like it's been going on for a long time, but those ones that were speeding up things and doing things that they've been doing, we can't trust those people. Like we have the Democrat Republican Party, every level, every branch of government. When they're pointing judges or they're voting for judges, they're supposed to be nonpartisan. There's no reason why we have to say nonpartisan. It has to be, they need to be constitutional. There shouldn't even be a partisan issue. If it's not constitutional, it doesn't make sense. So 
I, I'm curious to hear anybody who wants to come up and discuss why they think the convention of states is going to be a good idea and why we should use it. Um, and I see that Brady, you grabbed a mic. I, I want to make sure that we do stay on topic on the convention of states because that's why people came in here and had this discussion. So I'm going to add you, Brady. I'm curious what your thoughts are when, what are your thoughts? What have you heard, Brady, when it comes to convention of states and what are your thoughts on it? And then we can discuss if it's a good or bad idea or not. Sounds like a good idea to me, like all the states getting together, having a conversation together as a nation. I mean, I think that's a fantastic idea, honestly. It's another opportunity for politicians to um, make public statements and comments, maybe take questions from the public. Anytime we can put a spotlight on politicians, I think it's a good thing. But yeah, it'd be nice to know what all the states are up to and listen to a conversation between the states themselves, I think is a cool thing. Um, I, I just missed the very beginning of this show, so maybe you can tell me why you're opposed to it. I mean, I may agree with you. So, so okay. So you said that you want to hear about other states and we have, have conversations where they're coming from and, and things of that nature. The Convention of States is to come up and change the Constitution. So you are, do you trust Republicans, you trust Democrats to come to a Convention of States to change your Constitution? Well, frankly, I don't. I don't glean a lot of my freedoms from the Constitution. I, I, the Constitution has been shredded, and it's barely worth the paper it's written on these days, in my opinion, frankly. So I, um, it, it doesn't concern me too much, honestly. Uh, I'm more concerned about food, you know. Um, I mean, frankly, I think it's a bad thing. Now that you mentioned that they're getting together to change the Constitution, it's a bad thing, you know. But uh, considering that I've already reached the point where I don't, I don't consider the Constitution much of a protection of my freedom in the first place. It's it's not much of a loss to me, if that makes sense. Okay, I understand that. And I understand why people would believe that. So here's the thing. The document itself is stated and it's supposed to be used to protect ourselves. When have you seen the people well, actually use the document to protect themselves? Fantastic point, right? Um, you got to keep in mind this document was written by rich, wealthy landowners that were trying to keep the power structure within the hands of rich, wealthy landowners. And they were very explicit about the fact that they were not interested in democracy, that they wanted a republic, a representation. They did not want to secede power to the average working man. This was a, it was written in a way to keep power in the, in the hands of the people that they wanted the power to be in. You know, they, it, was a, it was a way to maintain power. It wasn't exactly a, a experiment in democracy. A lot of people kind of yeah. It's never was about democracy. We've always been a republic. We're a republic country, and so democracy is not good because if democracy existed, then slavery would be here still. Yeah, that's debatable, but how? I I don't necessarily. I mean, um, well, first of all, slavery still exists. As Americans, we benefit from slavery every day. You're right. You know what I mean? So. Um, it, it exists in a republic. Um, whether it really exists more or less in a democracy, I, I would argue that it would be, exist less in a democracy because if you ask the majority of people, they'll tell you slavery is a bad thing. They don't support it. They're not interested in it. They don't want it around. It's generally right. considered toxic um, and uh, not a good so thing. So I think the or, thing is, is that we, we they abolish a particular kind of slavery, right? Out in the open, owning another human being, and not paying them for their work, like that's that's mm-hmm. getting beat by whips. You know, that's one thing. That's a, that's a particular kind of slavery. slavery is, we still have slavery. You're slavery right. Well, we have we have prison slavery. You know, where they're getting paid. You know, very little. 
Um, of course, some of them are getting paid about 20 bucks an hour in some prisons, but there's some where they're getting paid a lot less to, to work in jail. Um, so there's hey, were you on our show well. yesterday? I wasn't. We discussed this yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. On our podcast yesterday, if y'all haven't watched it or listened to it, make sure you check it out because we do cover that. So, you know, nice. we do have a different form of slavery. You're absolutely correct on that. But with a democracy, if the, if the majority of people want to be able to own people openly, then that's how you'll have slavery again. Republic, you, that's uh-huh. when the minorities are supposed to be protected. And I'm, minorities, I mean like anybody of a small group. You can't just have a whole mob of people deciding the fate of everyone in this country. So that's why we have the republic that we have. Or we'd be ruled by New York. We'd be ruled by California. I would argue we are ruled by a mob. <laughs> hey, it really um, that way. Hey, flamethrower, what's up? Let me let me throw this in. Now, I've I've heard from people across the spectrum arguments that uh, arguments about why the Constitution isn't valid and this or that. But let me tell you this: I've also heard consistently that that uh, the same people. When they get into court, the first thing they're saying is, you violated my constitutional rights. So I guarantee you, while, while you're not under any kind of investigation, yeah, we, yeah, you're, you can debate the value of the Constitution all you want, but I guarantee you, once you get thrown up in front of that judge, you're going to be asserting your Fifth Amendment rights. And when the cop, and, and when the cops search your shit, you're going to, you're going to be the first person to say, you violated my Fourth Amendment right. I can guarantee you that. So, um, so I, honestly, if if you don't value the Constitution, then I don't want to hear any argument when the cops come. Uh, the only thing I want to hear is, "Go ahead, officer, search my shit." And when you're asked a question, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to ever hear you ever plead the fifth. So. Uh, I'm just gonna set that straight. That's true, and and the thing is, people say the Constitution isn't here for you; it doesn't care about you. Blah blah blah. That's the narrative they put on you, so we can say ignorant, don't want to read the Constitution, don't want to learn what your Bill of Rights are. That's intentional. You brought the Fourth Amendment, Robert, because we talk about the Fourth Amendment on our show. On our show, we don't just talk about the First and Second Amendment. The thing is, there's a lot of other Constitution, there's other other in- amendments that we do not discuss. So we discussed, what, four through eight yesterday when we're talking about how the prisons are in America. We're supposed to be the most free country in the nation. I'm sorry, in the world. But we have the highest incarceration rate. And a lot of these people that are in prison haven't even been, I'm sorry, jail have not been convicted. They're awaiting court dates. We have a constitutional right to have um, speedy trials. But they're not quick. They're very slow. A lot of these trials last years. That's not how the Constitution is supposed to work. And if the system that overloaded, then you shouldn't be having all these people in here that have not. There's victimless crimes and things of that nature. I do not trust any Republican. I do not trust any Democrat to go and change the Constitution because of the, how, how they have shown their ass in Congress, spending all our money, sending it overseas. If you want to support anything overseas, then you can take your paycheck and you can go donate that yourself. But you do not need to be forcing everybody else in the country to be paying for that shit. So... Brady, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to push back on that. I I was arrested for two grams of mushrooms that were under some... Oh, man, I must be having a connectivity. 
Darn, you are. I heard you say that you got arrested for having two grams of mushrooms. Well, I can't hear you, but that's unconstitutional. Yeah, We're in the Constitution to say you can't have that. And were you driving, Brady? Yeah, I was not driving. Them? I was not driving. And they were locked inside this guy's glove box. And uh, just because I didn't get a expensive lawyer for all the charges, I, I could only afford the good lawyer for one of the charges. Um, I got thrown under the bus. I got charged with everything, and the guy driving the car didn't get charged with anything. I even got charged the jugs that he had a prescription for. You know what I mean? So That's this is like a messy situation. The so when the, like, when the cop went through your vehicle, did he have a went through that guy's vehicle? Did he have a warrant? Yes or no? Nope. Then did the guy should not oh, have actually, allowed him to do to go through his vehicle? Actually, I take it, I take it back. Like the guy signed a search warrant, so like technically they did have a warrant. So, well, I, so did that, that warrant come from a judge, yes or no? No, it did not. That's not constitutional. Yep, well, I guess it isn't. That's what I'm saying, is that, like, constitutional rights don't protect us. They did did not you use those Miranda rights, though? Rights. That's the thing, they Brady. Not, that's the thing. Exactly, that's the thing. If you don't use them, did you try to use them at the time? Like, you cannot search my yeah. vehicle. Where is your judge's warrant? Uh, well, first of all, it wasn't even my vehicle, so I had no say in it. I had no say in it. You should have, you should have, I know, but you shouldn't have gotten, the person driving a vehicle, and it belonged to them, should be like, you need a warrant to go to my vehicle, you need it from a judge. That's Period. totally what he should have done. But he didn't, so if we don't use our rights to protect ourselves, we can't say we're, they don't protect you. You can't, if you, if okay. you, if you go, go buy well, something at the grocery store, and you, like, I, I want you, people, if I have to rely on other people to utilize my constitutional rights, I might as well not have them. You have to rely on yourself, I don't, too. I don't like relying on other people, yeah. Did you know that, they, at that time that happened to you, did you know that you had a constitutional right at that time, or did you learn after the fact? I, I knew I had that right at the time. I knew I had a right to Miranda rights, and knew I had a right to a lawyer. I didn't get any of those things. That's the problem. You have to hey. be using them. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, Brady. So basically, let me let me translate what the law is going to think about your statement if they ever go back and listen to this. They're going to say, oh, this guy is waiving his constitutional rights. They're, they're going to see that you don't care anymore. So they're going to so from here. So if they listen to that, they're going to assume that you're okay with them searching your shit. You're okay with them locking you up for no reason. And they're going to assume that you're okay with whatever they do. So before, so think very hard before you say, I don't care about my constitutional rights because when it, because this is a recorded session. So just, just so you remember, you know, just, just some food for thought. And that, and that comes off as an emotional response. So I can get, I can get screwed by the government, Brady. I can get screwed by the government and be like, you know what? Screw my rights. I'm not going to do that. That's make any sense. Start using your rights. Don't screw your rights to use them. And if you need people to back you up, I mean, hey, I got my rights were unconstitutional. We had to stand up for each other. We had to be like, you know, his rights were infringed on. 
You can't go through someone's vehicle without a court order. We cannot have a warrant that did not come from a judge. You cannot go to my vehicle. All that evidence they got from your vehicle, that I mean, his vehicle, is inadmissible in a court of law because they did not, vote. first of all, no man ran the rights were not read at that time. Number two, um, they, they infringe on your Fourth Amendment right. They cannot go through your personal stuff and then find evidence. And then when you do have a court order, they have to specify where they're going to look for something in your home, in your vehicle. They have, okay, a glove compartment. That's where I want to search at. They have to have a specific, specific place where they're searching things. If you don't understand those rights, you're going to get fucked. So if you can say you can screw your constitutional rights, but you need to look them up. So back on the conversation of the Convention of States, you don't trust these people or, or their enforcers, then you don't want to have any kind of conventional states because they're going to make with the laws what they want to. You're going to set yourself up for failure. No, I'm in agreement now. Like Originally, I didn't really know what it was. It just sounds like a convention of states. I'm like, oh, sounds like a good idea. But uh, now that you mentioned they're trying to restructure the Constitution, yeah, it's probably for a bad thing. Um, it's probably not a good thing. And yeah, no, what little rights we do in the Constitution are under threat. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hip now. I'm up to date. But Brady, that's why we have these shows. I know we disagree on some things, oh, yeah. but my whole thing is... So I, I mean, I don't. I'm not somebody who partakes in, in what you partake in or what you use. But that's your right to do it, and it's no one else's business what your rights, what you're doing, because you're not messing with anyone else. You're not bothering anyone else. You're not killing anybody. You're not stealing from anybody. You're not destructing anyone's property. We have to get back to that foundation. How this country's supposed to be. This country can be amazing if we went back to mm-hmm. how it was supposed to be. But we've been told so many lies. Um, by both parties, and and then we people because they don't expect us to know our constitutional rights. When you have a cop who pulls somebody over and they start talking about the Fourth Amendment, most likely they're gonna leave you alone. Uh, and y'all might want to get some bumper stickers on your cars that says "I support the Fourth Amendment." Pull me over if you want to. Literally, we have the right to travel too, but they but they say, "Oh, well, you have a right to drive." Um, I have the right to travel. So the, the licensing your rights is illegal as well. So has anyone actually flexed those rights and succeeded? They have. There's been cases in Chicago and Detroit and different places where they've actually used those rights and they've won their cases. How come we're not just all doing that already? Because people don't know about it. That's why I have my podcast. That's why I have my show. That's why I do this. I know a lot of people that know about it. They're still paying their traffic tickets. That's what I'm saying. Because that's complying. That's a form yeah. of complying. Like I'm telling you right now, I I ain't paying yeah, no like to the guy and do nothing wrong. Like I literally I don't. The worst good for me is just telling him you want a jury trial. Say I'll go. I'll take a jury trial. And uh, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, uh, dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. so but certain, but Brady, cases, that'll that'll work. But Brady, I appreciate you. If you want to come back up, go Bye-bye. ahead. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go to um, Negro Thomas and Soul. Um, but do me a favor, everybody. Um, make sure if you're on here, share this on here that we're live. Um, share on any platform you're on so we can have more people in here and have this discussion because it's a really, really important discussion. Discussions, and uh, by the way, we want to stay on point. The, con- the discussions, convention of states is a bad idea or it's a good idea. It's a terrible idea based off what I'm presenting. But if anyone wants to, to disclose why they think it's a great idea, you have every a big voice up here to go ahead and say you support it or not. Um, Negro, um, how are you doing? I hate using that word, by the way, by the way, but, but Negro, I know you said in the Twitter <laughs> spaces that you're in New York. 
um, and, you know, about what's going on up there. But have you heard anything about the Convention of States at all, yes or no? I have not. Um, actually, believe it or not, um, following your page on Twitter has um, educated me and had me um, want to learn more about my rights, about the Constitution, um, and even like the New York Constitution, like the New York State Constitution, I don't know exactly what it says, like from the beginning to end. And so now I'm inspired to actually look up, like, what are the politicians doing and what does the state constitution say? Um, what, what I, Education, I think, is paramount to this because I had no idea about this uh, state convention uh, on the table until um, I saw you on Twitter talk about it. And so I think the word needs to get out more and we can have more discussions like this. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of people who may listen to like nowadays, they listen to like Mark Levin and um, he has put out a book um, talking about the Convention of States. I was going to make this like, you know, me, that's a grift. First of all, make it whatever you're talking about PDF available if you're not grifting so people can just read it. Because if it's important information for everybody, they just have access to it if they can pay for it or not. If people want to have a hard copy, cool, buy the book. But what, what, when all this stuff is going on, elections being stolen, they were talking about the Convention of States heavy. I can't remember what the number of states. Robert, do you remember the number of states that have decided they want to do a convention of states or not? Because I don't remember the exact number, but I think they were saying, but like, I can't remember what they were. No, I actually don't. Um, uh, Let's see. Let me me check. Uh, I guess Mark Levine was giving uh, Ruben a history lesson on Article 5, which is the Convention of States. I don't know if it's a video. I want to hear them saying some stuff. Let's see. It looks like like it's a video. No, it's a picture. Oh, Oh, here's a video. I'm going to play what they're talking about. Let me see how long this video is. Uh, While you look that up, I'm going to play what they're talking about. Wait a minute. Hey, I found it. So, oh, my God. A lot of the – there's – okay. There's legislation going through – Maine, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Kentucky, Illinois, uh, MI, I forget what state that is. Michigan. Uh, Okay, Kansas, Colorado, and Wyoming. Now, passed a resolution, Arizona, Utah, North Dakota, uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Missouri, Wisconsin, Indiana, Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, and West Virginia. And so far, Virginia, North Carolina, Iowa, South Dakota, New Mexico, and New Hampshire, one chamber already passed it. So it's coming whether we like it or not. So let's listen to what Mark Levine is telling um, Dave about the con. So let me read this real quick. The Constitution has been amended over and over again through the back door, through court decisions, through legislation, through regulation. It's being shredded, Mark explains. 
The left controls the Constitution, says, and they've been changing it. Marx debunked the common objectives of the Article 5 process, and then he called all Americans to join the cause. It's very important. Every front we have to confront, he concluded, to join Mark and other uh, Article uh, 5 patriots. I like how they use that terminology, patriots, to sign the petition below. Let me play what he said for you guys. And I'm going to let y'all, we're going to debunk or, you know, discuss, debate whatever he has said to people. So here we go. If this is a commercial, I'm going to pause it to say y'all know, but I, we're not, they're not paying me, so I ain't playing on my show. So hold on. Where is this? Where In, is oh, federalism, you, that must sort of make you feel validated. And, oh, federalism does kind of work. And in a weird way, the crazier that Biden and the federal government gets, it actually is bringing some of the states back to the roots and back to the way it was supposed to be. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I'm one of the early advocates of Convention of States. Mm -hmm. This is a movement to use Article 5 of the Constitution, the Second Amendment process, to get our Constitution back. The Constitution has been amended over and over and over again through the back door, through court decisions, through legislation, through regulations. It's been shredded. And... um, and that would include the Bill of Rights and separation of powers. These are our protections. And so I've been saying, I wrote a whole book on it, the Liberty Amendments. Originally, I was against it. And then- he wrote a whole book on it. You see, he's selling, he's selling something, by the way. By the way. So I'm pointing these, these things out. Instead of pointing out what the problem is, where he says the, the Supreme Court's done things, Congress has done things, going through backdoor ways of doing things, who are the people making the decision. They're going to point to the left and blame only Democrats. Republicans do it too. Republicans and Democrats are the ones in charge of our government. They're the ones who have the power. They're the ones doing these things. Instead of pointing out that they're the problem, they're the ones doing this, let's go in and and do convention of states. Let him finish talking now. I will. That's why Mm -hmm. it's in the Constitution. And the states signed off on it. That's why it's there. And so I, I... I've been arguing that we already live in a constitutional convention where the left controls what the Constitution says over and over again and is changing it. And I've heard a lot of some objections to it where people say, well, if you have a convention, anything can happen. They don't understand the process. No, anything can happen. It's like a it's it's a, you have. First of all, you have to have uh, 34 states sign off on it, legislatures. That's not easy. We have 14 right now. Mm-hmm. Then you need 38 states to ratify. So we have, at that time this video was made, I'm not sure when it was, 14 states. They need 38 states. And they're convincing people that this is a good idea. But the reason why Mark Levine would say this is because of the fact that he's not putting blame on the Republican Party as well. Instead, he's just pointing it as the Democrats. These Democrats have states as well. They'll be the ones also participating in changing the Constitution. But uh, we'll see if he even brings that up. We'll see. Anything like that, or you can have a rump convention. And not only that, under the rules, as we've studied this, it has to be focused on a few issues. Uh, and the states send the, de- the state legislatures, not even the governor, send the delegates. And that fire alarm was there, and it was put there by George Mason. 
two days before the end of the Constitutional Convention. He said, and I paraphrase, but accurately, what do we do if Congress becomes oppressive? The only out for the states is a revolution. We've got to provide something. And that's true. The states, when I said earlier, I said the states, we have to take our states back as people first. We can't do anything and take on this federal government without the states, uh, you know, us taking our states back. These states do not belong to the people either. They're corrupt as well. But then when he's talking about um, George Mason, then that was different than what's going on now when they actually did care about freedom and things of that nature and, and states' rights and states' freedoms. But these states are complying with the federal government. And why? Money. So therefore, then maybe that would, the convention states would have been a good idea if the states actually care with the Constitution. They don't. How many states shut down during the COVID vaccination? How many of them shut them down? Red states, blue states, they all shut down. All of them did. Not every state, but uh, they were both parties shut down their states. Both governors of, of both parties shut down their states. Florida and Texas are included in that. So if you're going to use this argument, you're actually looking for a feasible solution to the problem. Why would you jump to the convention of states and, and, and knowing that he just said himself that comes from the legislator, the legislative branch in our, our, um, our states, which is our congresses in our states. And they pick delegates from those states to come and change it. We do not trust the Democrat Republican Party. We do not trust a Democrat Republican changing our constitution. Hey, can I throw something else in? Real quick, he's almost done. State convention process. Madison was originally hostile to it, but then he embraced it. You know when he embraced it? He embraced it when states started to uh, nullify laws. He embraced it when states were thinking of breaking off before they actually did. And he pointed to that. And he said, rather than destroy the union, Mm -hmm. look at this. We have Article 5. You guys, we can get back together. It's just the states having a meeting. We can get get back together, have a discussion on what it is we want to change, rather than burning down the whole republic. So in a letter in particular, he embraced what he had opposed as a way of trying to stave off the disintegration of the union. So it's very important. I don't know how much luck we're going to have, but I told you before, every front, we got to confront our friends. And this is a, a website that's pushing the Convention of States. This is conventionofstates.com. And they use this and they embedded this video into this piece that they wrote. So, Robert, uh, go ahead and say what you wanted to add. And then uh, Negro can add his talking, uh, what he wants to say. And then we get to Thomas. Okay. So, just so you know, there are 17 states right now that have both House and Senate have confirmed interest. And and if we're and if all the stragglers uh, that that are currently talking about it um, uh, decide decide to go through with it, let's say Wyoming, Colorado, Kansas, New Mexico, Iowa, South Dakota, and Mo- Virginia, and most of the east, most of the Northeast, let's say they decide to go through with it, that's going to be another another 20 uh, another 17 to 20 votes which is going to be more than enough to guarantee that we get the convention of states so 
Um, if so, I would suggest you look at conventionofstates.com. And if you live in one of those states that are, that are either in blue, in blue, which means there's active legislation or yellow passed in one chamber, but not the other, I suggest you start writing because these, because we cannot count on these people to represent us. Absolutely. Negro, what are you thinking? So, unfortunately, I feel super powerless when it comes to New York because um, you can call up the state assembly person, you can call up your senator, you can call up your congressman, but there's so many people who won't call up their, their like, the, the people I've just named, and they're like, it's either it's pointless or they can't be bothered with it, and so... There'll be a few freedom-minded people who will try to fight, but like, say it's five of us out of a hundred, that's not enough at all. And so trying to convince people, um, especially in New York City, um, to actively um, fight against or tell the politicians like, hey, if you want our vote, do what's right. Like just now, um, they... Um, as of August uh, 1st, not to get off topic, mm -hmm. there will be 24-hour speed cameras in New York City. And they rolled it out when they... Uh, they rolled it out trying to say that the reason why they wanted speed cameras was to protect kids because kids were getting killed in school zones going home. And so it was. It started off from 7 a.m. Um, to 7 p.m. only on school days. So that means when school was out for the summer and stuff, the cameras were off. Then they switched it to it doesn't matter if school's out or not, Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., um, you would have the speed cameras active. Now, as of August 1st, they'll be 24 hours. And it's like that, that it, it's not a cop pulling you over. It's a camera, number one. Number two, when they try to use the, utilize the t statistics for the the reasoning behind it, they don't take into uh, consideration the people with fake plates. We have a dirt bike problem out here where people are riding illegal dirt bikes in the street. We have people on e-bikes and scooters, and they're just like running red lights and hitting pedestrians and stuff. It's literally bonkers in New York City, and people just can't be bothered with uh, trying to put pressure on the politicians to fix it. Yeah, I understand that. You know, um, I'm still fighting, though. Regardless of if, if people are going to stand with you uh, or not, just keep fighting. I called I called uh, when that, the election was being taken away from us. I called Ted Cruz. His, his, he didn't answer, and his um, voicemail box was full. Number two, I called Corny. His voicemail box wasn't full because he's not as popular as Ted Cruz. But he, their dad never got called back. They're going to do what they're going to want to do. But when we have a tyrannical government, we do have the authority as a people to take our government back. So I'm not for sure what you're going to have to do up there in New York. I think there may be more people than you think. There are good people up there who want to make changes for the good. You have to find them. Start having your voice out there. Start educating people. I have I'll have uh, more documents on the website www.notpoliticalproperty.com that you can print off if you want to at Kinkos or if that even exists anymore Staples or Office Max whatever um, Office Depot and then start passing that stuff up wake wake people up 
Like you guys are, are, are fighting against yourselves. You guys are you're turning against yourselves. And it's if you want to make a change and, and, and solve the problems, the Constitution is the solution. And I think that you can wake up people. I saw um, Antoine Tucker up there. He was running for He's now running for Senate, I think, up there. He's been talking to the black community and waking them up and changing their minds. You have to put in the I work. I actually though. love Tucker. Um, I met him at a freedom rally um, because I didn't get vaccinated. And I was actually I'm an EMT. I got terminated on uh, September 27th of last year because I refused. Mm-hmm. I went from a COVID hero to a COVID zero. But <laughs> he was at the freedom rally. Um, quite a few of them. And I actually um, have his uh, website and I'm hoping he does dethrone Chuck Schumer because between Chuck Schumer, um, Hakeem Jeffries and uh, Kristen Gillibrand, we are in big trouble when it comes to our representation on the federal level. And people just don't care. Like I, I've contacted Hakeem Jeffries about many two A um, issues, and I'll get a generic response. I'll never get a meeting with him, and he'll constantly send me updates on what he's doing for the community. And it's like you're not really doing much for the community. Definitely, you know, I appreciate you for coming up and sharing that. Don't lose the faith. Don't lose the hope because we would have this. We wouldn't have a United States of America if we did. If our patriots would have gave up and then just took it. Because if you comply and just lay down and take it, then we've already lost. So I've I actually been coming. thinking about moving to Texas. To be honest with you guys. <laughs> excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. So I would. I I, I don't like Texas anymore, but. I do like that piece in the Constitution that we can use. Texas would be a great place to start off. But we get to Thomas. I appreciate you for coming up and dropping your gems. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Hey, Thomas. Hey. So, yeah, no, I mean, this sounds like a Pandora's box wrapped in a Pandora's box, dipped in a Pandora's box. I mean, it's, you know, I'm I'm afraid, you know, if if we... You know, if we have our current, sorry about the trains in the background, um, but you know, if we if we leave these scumbags that we got in the states, uh, you know, who are colluding with the, the scumbags that we have in, in Congress, uh, to uh, you know, to, to draft uh, you know these amendments and things at this uh, cons- uh, this convention of the states. Um, you know, I'm, I'm afraid this is going to come out with, you know, looking like a three headed dragon. So I, I really, <laughs> it, it just, it, it makes me, it makes me uh, cringe a bit. And, you know, I mean, in my own state, I mean, uh, we, we, you know, our own courts, uh, you know, don't even believe in our own state constitution. So how the hell should we trust the state government to, 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 you know, actually believe in our constitution. I mean, uh, just as an example, speed cams is, uh, uh, the last caller was talking about, um, you know, where I'm at in Toledo, uh, you know, we, we, we had speed cams that were unmanned and, and basically, you know, that went all the way to the state Supreme court and the state Supreme court was basically like, well, yeah, we know it's unconstitutional. It's against the state constitution. It's against the, in against the federal constitution, but because removing the speed cams would 
would negatively impact significantly the, 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 the income and budget of the city of Toledo. We're just going to allow this unconstitutional thing to continue to exist. So basically the court was like, well, yeah, it's unconstitutional, but we're going to ignore it. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, so when, you know, when, so when we got asshats like that running our states, you know, and, and yeah, I, I just, it, you know, if, if we don't, if we don't fix our problems here in the states first, we ain't going to be able to fix them. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be a mess when we go to a constitution, uh, basically a constitutional convention. It's a bad idea. Definitely. Robert, did you want to add anything? Yes, no, maybe. No, um, sorry. I just switched back to the calling app. Um, I, I just think I, I agree with you guys that I think the Constitution, uh, as it stands is, while, while I think the 16th and beyond was a mistake, you know, I, I think that most of the con, uh, I think that we don't need to be changing the Constitution because we have too many people who would love to take away the rights that we have. And to the, and to the, uh, and to the, uh, the guy who's, who was fired for, and fired as an EMT, um, my, my sympathies, uh, nobody deserves to be fired or, or punished in any way because they don't want to take a shot. Um, one of the biggest shocks, which I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail. I'm just going to say that this country has a long history of valuing hip hop and valuing medical privacy, which was the foundation of HIPAA law. And I just found, I found, I find it disgusting that, that the government would violate uh, one of their most basic principles that they've been following for decades. That's just another sign that they don't care about us. Well, you know, one thing that I do like about my home state here is that we do have a process for popular referendum, basically. So, like, we can we can amend our state constitution through uh, ballot initiatives. We can also amend our uh, our local municipal codes and county codes too through ballot initiatives. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like that in the states where they have that and these states are already have this draft legislation, we should be mobilizing to get some ballot initiatives through in time to basically put some chains on, on that legislation so that if the state ever ends up going to, uh, you know, ends up going to a, a convention of the states, you know, there's there's checks and balances that get put in place um, that prevent them from, you know, basically, you know, running off with the uh, <laughs> running off with the kitchen sink. So uh, I, you know, that that's that's my outlook is for what states that do have ballot initiative capabilities. I think we should be looking at that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I just I, I think there's. Uh, there's some options to try to nip this or at least, you know, try to 
curtail it if it does end up happening. So, I think that we should definitely have a campaign against the Convention of States because they've been pushing this stuff so hard. And I've actually witnessed myself personally when someone's running for office that people ask them questions like, hey, um, if you get elected, would you support the Convention of States? Yes or no? Excuse me? Like, and these politicians are like, oh, yeah, I'll look into it. But then when they look into it, they're like, no, it's a bad idea. Like, we have our own private inboxes, and, you know, I have a couple of them are like, oh, yeah, we should push the Convention of States. And I'm looking into, like, why is this a good idea? Why, have we, why is anyone even talking about this? But um, we'll get to the soul. Thomas, thank you for coming up and dropping your gems. I appreciate you. I'm going to uh, get to soul, but I'm going to play one more thing. I guess there's another video. Mark Levine, it's time for you to join the Convention of States. And I'm reading the description. It says, Mark Levine helped launch the um, Article 5 movement with his groundbreaking book. Here again, his book, The Liberty Amendments. It's not about liberty. Because if he really wanted to care about the actual problems at hand, he'd be focused on the problem, the fact that um, that there's a problem between these different parties and the parties are the problem. The parties are the issue. They're the ones pushing these unconstitutional laws. They're the ones in the backdoor deals he's talking about. But who does he belong to? Um, the Republican party. So if, 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 if they're not calling out both sides for their hypocrisy, they're not calling both sides out for their unconstitutional dealings, then how can they not speak? Why, why are they speaking on this? So they can have someone from one of these political parties change our constitution. They're the problem. So hold on. It's only one minute and some seconds. Hold on. Contact your state senators and your state representatives. And not only that, join the Convention of States. Join the Convention of States. This is something I have supported since I wrote the Liberty Amendments. There are positive ways that we can focus our energy to have true impact on this society. There are 14 states that already approved the Convention of States. There's more, but I want to say this again. Pay attention to why certain people have platforms. Pay attention to how they talk, how they move, who's funding them. Because when Mark, Mark Levine is being put on a pedestal as some kind of authority, so when people are looking for someone to find a solution, they're going to go to Candace Owens, they're going to go to Mark Levine, they're going to go to Charlie Kirk, they're going to go to, um, um, I don't really, uh, Stacey Abrams, they're going to go to some people on the left who are public pundits, AOC, to find a solution to the problems that they've been seeking. The people are, we have to stop this, this, this idol worshiping. These people got them in their place because they were allowed to. They've been funded to be where they're at. I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do, but I'm not funded by anybody. I don't back any party. I don't back any of that. At one point, I was straight MAGA, but I still was never funded to support what I thought. So so if you're going to start getting answers from people, you're going to find solutions, stop going to these pundits who are put in place to tell you how to think and feel. If they they would have this whole, this whole campaign attacking the left for being sheep. They attack the left for not thinking for themselves and being independent thinkers, but praise you as an independent thinker because you thought the way that you were supposed to think for that side. That happens on both sides. There's sheep on both sides. There are fake bot accounts on both sides. If you look at those accounts where they were calling out Joe Biden for like 46% of his followers are fake, there's the same shit going on on the right. Look at these people's, uh, Candace, 
Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro, look at all these people's accounts who have big accounts. Most of their followers are fake as well. It's, it's to sway and, pers- and, and per, um, influence public opinion. To, they, why did they, on Twitter, how come these certain accounts haven't lost their accounts? And haven't lost any followers? We're losing followers. We're being shadow banned. But we see all their tweets every single day because you're, you're all reposting it. You got to stop the sheep mentality. These people are not an authority. These people do not care about your liberty or freedom because if they did, they would be telling the truth. They would say both these parties are trash and we need to abolish the party system. That's what they should be saying because that is the problem in every level of government and every branch. That's why we have no checks and balances here. When you see your congressmen voting with the Republican Party instead of voting for whoever their district where they came from, that's a problem. So if you want to fix the problem, they're selling you something that's not true that's only going to benefit them. And they're getting paid to do it. Look at this book. He's being paid to push this. Given, given it the kind of push that it needs. And so I would encourage you, yes, contact your state representative and your state senator. You may not even know who it is. Go ahead and Google and find out. So they're telling you. So when I said I've heard people, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm very active in my community. I've heard people ask, hey, you're running for the seat. Will you support the Convention of States? They heard this. They were told this is a good idea. There's groups on social media pushing this. This is on purpose. It is a bad idea. Hey, Sol. Hey, Donnie. Thanks for having me. How's everybody doing? Good. Good to have you. No, yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, so um, I want to answer your uh, question. I think that, um, no, the, con- the convention of uh, states is, is definitely a bad idea. <laughs> um I mean, I'm from California. You guys know who my governor is. I don't have to say any more than that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm not for the Convention of States. Um, I'm definitely not for the way that our governor is running things. Um, but um, besides answering your question, I kind of wanted to touch on some some things um, that are still within like constitutional rights. Um, so while um, I believe his name was uh, Danny. Um, while he was talking about, um, you know, that um, illegal search and seizure and um, that arrest and whatever those charges. Um, oh, that was Brady. That... Brady, sorry, sorry. Thank you. Um, but I was just like, isn't it funny how, um, you know, you have these homeless tweakers that don't ever get arrested for being high or drunk in public. Um, and they don't even get arrested for having drugs on them. Um, I'm sure we know why that is. It's because they don't have any money. They can't be fined for anything. They can't have anything be taken away from them. Um, you know, they're they're living more free than taxpayers. Um, but I mean, that's the things we all know. Hey, you're breaking um, up then, really bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, so I, I, I got what you saying, said. The homeless speakers, you know, they're not being arrested in certain things um, of that nature. That's the last thing I heard. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So you know, they're not being arrested for things like that. It, it seems like they're more free than the taxpayers, you know, the taxpaying Americans. Um, and then um, besides that, um, today um, I reached out to a law firm, uh, you know, to get help with my disability claim and, um, you know, to try to get somebody on my side for my civil rights. Um, they didn't want to help me. They say that's not what the area they specialize in, which is funny because they specialize in civil rights. But yet they're saying, no, we can't help you defend your civil rights because that's just not an area we specialize in. I mean, whether it's somebody that's disabled or not they should be able to help you defend your rights if 
you know, that's what their law firm is all about. Um, so yeah, so, um, I reached out to them, um, for a, a separate inquiry. I was asking them if it's possible to take action against my governor. Um, well, I'm in the state, but it does go against the governor, um, for the mask mandates, um, in hospitals, um, and in, uh, doctor's offices and clinics. Um, yes, for the most part here in California, the clinics don't, the doctor's offices don't require a mask right now, but however, all the hospitals do. And I will buy, um, this lady that I just, I just go to her for everything. She's the uh, patient experience person at the hospital here. Um, she says that they need, you know, the mask mandates in place at hospitals and they're required to fulfill that because of funding. So I told her, I said, well, you know, it's illegal to deny me care um, because I don't want to wear something, you know, um, that just goes against my rights. That's not legal. But what you're saying is you're making it legal because um, it would get in the way between you and, you know, money to keep you guys open, which you guys already charge, you know, ridiculous amounts for things at the ER. Um, so, um, yeah, I just, I reached out to that law firm again today before they closed. Um, I put another inquiry to see if that's something that they can do. Um, so we'll see if that's something that they can't do, then I'm not going to like totally negatively blast them, but I will bring up on Twitter and in my podcast, the name of the law firm. And I'll just say that, you know, most likely because of their political stance or affiliation, this is the reason why they don't you know want to help people defend their rights, their civil liberties and rights. So. Um, I'll go that far, but I won't get nasty about it, but, um, that's just kind of what I wanted to touch on, um, regarding our constitutional rights. Definitely. You know, we, we touched on a lot of that stuff yesterday on the show about the attorneys and the law firms and the bar association and how, why it's, even though if you want, we're not saying necessarily represent yourself, but if we need to know what our rights are, so when your attorney is not following the constitution with you, you know, to fire them or you let them know, like, I'm not taking a deal for this, not a third. That's been brought up yesterday. But Robert, what's that one um, law firm group that you're talking to? Cause you're actually trying to help somebody in your area and you came across one that may be helpful for him uh, where he's at, if they're located over there too. Um, give me a sec. Let me pull up my text messages. It's actually a national agency, by the way. Uh, owners council, uh, it's ownerscouncil.com. They specialize in, in eminent domain. Okay. So they may be able to still point him to another group that's similar to him. Well, he's looking for Yeah. So let me, it's a national agency. So, um, so they have, they have, and most states, they have at least one participating lawyer. I posted okay. in the chat. So appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Soul, for coming up and um, sharing that with us. I'm going to go ahead and get to Robert. We're going to have some closing statements on this discussion because we don't have any more callers in queue. I was really hoping to have more people who oppose was like opposing what we're discussing, but I think that. A lot of us have common sense, so we realize that um, this is a bad idea. If you actually understand what the Convention of States is, read it, um, figure out what that actually is and what it means, and and then tell yourself, constitutionally, if you look at who's in power now, in a sense, I think some people have put in their head that um, they think it could be like a regular person like myself or Robert. No, no, no. It's people that's in office right now. <laughs> and your con and your state congresses who they're picking, who they'll pick to go and participate in this. And now not every state is 
constitutional. Actually, most of them are not constitutional, as we saw during COVID. So it's a terrible idea. And honestly, I feel like we need some kind of like a fire back campaign against the convention of states. Any state that decide, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sign this in here and do this, fight it. Tell them to repel it, repeal it. Like, no, we're not doing this. It's a terrible idea. And and then the fact that there's a book involved, that's grifting to me. You grifting a terrible idea. This is gonna hurt America. We cannot trust Democrats or Republicans to do shit. And I especially don't trust them to touch my damn constitution. Is the constitution perfect? No, there's some things that could be fixed, but we'll fix it after we fix the system. Like the Third Amendment should be fixed, where they said just soldiers. No, no, no. Any agent of the government should be on on included in the Third Amendment, but they don't do that because when the Constitution was written, they didn't have all these agencies at that time. So now when the courts are ruling, like, oh, it says soldiers, bullshit. You know what that meant. You knew anybody who worked for the government. That's what they were talking about. So my other suggestion is if you haven't, I understand you guys may think, oh, I know the Constitution. Read it. Read it as if your life depends on it because it really, truly does. All of the amendments. When you go and actually read the amendments, you're going to get pissed off that all the things that's happened. If you ever got pulled over or anything like that and it went through your vehicle like Brady was talking about, like those things are unconstitutional. I didn't know these things. Even when I was a whole, I was straight MAGA. I, I didn't know all that stuff at that time. So now that I know it, I will actually stand up for my rights. And then we see other people having their rights and friends on, no matter what color they are, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, if you don't like them. Stand up and say, I don't like this motherfucker. But either constitutional rights were infringed on, so not good. We have to actually stand for the Constitution. Honestly, that's how we're going to unite in this country. You see, the left talk about they want prison reform. The right doesn't really talk about that much. They say, like, oh, yeah, we should have it. But the left is like, oh, we want prison reform. The, what, the kind of prison reform they're talking about, is they're not even discussing Constitution. If you want true prison reform, any kind of justice reform, then the whole solution is to get back to the basics, back to the Constitution, back to our Bill of Rights, back to our de- Declaration of Independence. But they don't want you to know that, and they want to scare you, and they want you to comply, because that's what the government does. That's what the government is. The government is the Democrat Republican Party. They are the problem. Now, I, I did a poll, and now a bunch of people voted on that one on the page. I'm going to read it to y'all. Let me go to that page right quick. And then, Robert, if you have closing statements in a second, I'm definitely going to let you do that. But let me go to these polls real quick that I had put up. And I, I, I did it on purpose, the polls, how I did them. Um, oh, also, Connor, you're in here. He did a poll, too. Let me read Connor's poll first. The United States hashtag government is an agreement between the states. Do you think all 50 states are still united in their agreement to the Constitution and local self-government? Actually, this is the perfect question for this show. So he had 230 votes on that. He has six days left. So Connor is still in here. Let me see if Connor's Twitter account is attached to his profile. It is. Click on his profile. Um, Connor, you probably should uh, pin that tweet so people can find it easier. But the but the consensus so far is 9.6% says yes. And then 90.4% said no. So with that being said, <sighs> Why would we have a convention of states based off that poll? If, if, if the United States, the question again, the United States Constitution is an agreement between the states to do, um, hold on, the United States Constitution is an agreement between the states. Do you think all 50 states are still united in their agreement to the Constitution and self-government, local self-government? 
I already look. I see you guys already over there. You're liking and reposting. I appreciate that. And the answer is no. <laughs> Hell no. It's ninety percent no. So through convention of states is a fucking terrible idea. So let me <laughs> let me get to um, the page I'm discussing here with the with my other polls that I have put up. Real quick, hold up. So I, and I asked particular questions on purpose because I want to call out some things. So. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh wow, we were on that podcast for like that little little bit of why the convention states is a bad idea, and there's a lot of people that tuned in already on that. So let me find my polls. One moment, too. Um, here we go. First one, I, first one I have here is: Do you believe Joe Biden and Kamala Harris illegally installed themselves into the White House? If yes, is that treason? Um, three point one percent said no. said yes. 59.8% said yes, it's treason. 97 votes. And I asked this question particularly for a reason. I'll tell you why in a second when I tell you all the other poll I did. I said, are you a patriot or a party loyalist? 0% said party loyalist and 100% said patriot. I know that's, that's full of shit because people are still fucking voting for Republicans, even though. Anywho. I said in the next poll, this will make more sense to you guys about that other poll asked about the Patriot thing. I said, who would you rather support in 2024? 0.7% said Democrat, 29.9% said Republican, 11.8% said Libertarian, and 57.6% said Constitutionalist. Constitutionalist for the win. Boom, boom. Drop them flames. Yes, we did that. But, um, the 29.9% said they vote Republican. I bet you um, all of them call themselves a patriot in the poll. So we have to understand what the difference between a patriot and a loyalist is. It's like you, if you put the party over your country, then you're a loyalist. If you put a man over your country, you're a loyalist. If you put the country above all that and the Constitution above that, you're a patriot. So those are interesting polls, things. And well, my last poll I asked, are you participating in the 2022 elections? I expected to have a high number that said yes, but I was actually surprised by the other percentage that we did have, even though it wasn't high, but I was surprised that even people admitted that they were not going to participate. So 78.4% said they're going to participate. 2.7% said no. And then 18.9% said no, it's rigged. What's important about that answer, and that's why I put it that way, is because we haven't, neither party has fixed election integrity. Because they're both in on it. So we don't have election integrity. So people said they're not participating in the 2022 election. And I don't think those voices are discussed because if people publicly say, hey, I'm not voting because I don't like no- nothing that's going on right now in 2022, they're going to attacked by the 78.4%. But the 78.4% is how do you think anything's changed since the, part- the election was stolen from 2020? It doesn't. It hasn't changed. So why would people participate in something that is rigged and broken? So those are the polls. I want to make sure I get those out. But those, that's very telling. If y'all make sure y'all do go check out Connor's um, page on Twitter and then check out that poll. because And put your comments in there. Participate. People can see it more when you're retweeting it. You vote, retweet, so more people can see it and more votes can be calculated. And comment in it. That's when people can see that as well. So that is my last thing on the discussion on the Convention of States. I say hell no. Um, Robert, what are your thoughts before we close out our anthem? Well, 
you mentioned the Third Amendment. I'd just like to give everyone a friendly reminder that when you get a uh, when you get ticketed by a device such as a speed camera, that is legally a representation of the police department. What you could you could technically say that uh, that. Uh, forcing someone to have an ankle brace to detract their movements is a violation of their third amendment rights because you're, you're tracking them in their own home. You could say that when the police are, are using your own camera and mic against you, uh, say your cell phone, um, in your own home, that's a violation of your third amendment rights. Uh, because essentially what they're doing, they're, they're, the devices they're using are representing the police department. So I would say, and, and I know the rebuttal to that. They're going to say, well, it says military. It says soldiers. It doesn't say police. But what do you think police are? Civilian soldiers. Their, their job is to keep the peace. So the third, third amendment is, is something that we really need to take seriously. Yep. And these judges sent me sitting there and saying, Oh, it says soldiers. Well, they weren't, they weren't the police departments back then when they had wrote this. They weren't the ABC agencies then, back then. And that, that has to be corrected in a sense. I know why they said soldiers back then because they were the military, the Brits were using soldiers to do the things that they were doing to police the people. The same actions that they're taking now with the police and these agencies is the same thing those soldiers were doing. So any kind of judge that tries to rule it as, oh, it's his soldier. No, don't play with me. Don't play with me. You know exactly what they meant when they said soldiers. They're agents of the government. Anyways. I want to. I really appreciate you guys all for coming in and having this discussion. We can have the discussion further on this evening, as well. Um, it probably be around ten thirty if I uh, when I start another space. There will be another space, but it'll probably be like ten thirty when we do that. So if y'all want to show up for that, please do so. Um, God bless you guys. You have a fantastic and be safe this um, weekend. Bye. evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. 
be free.